Introducing the Vinci Zinsers AI Ops Platform. Vinci is created by leveraging years of IT operation experience and a decade of learning from IT operation automation for hundreds of global organizations. You're listening to Opinions of Beer. Wow. Put a lot of oxygen into the fermenting yeast, they go aerobic and they start multiplying. Great American ale off? Cause of death. Dun dun dun. It's worse than Bud Light. <laughs> Straight up 10. Ed Ray. Did you just hear our intro? That may be the last time we used that particular intro. I'm, I might update the intro, Ed Ray. Ed Ray might update the intro with newer clips, newer sound bites. I'm going to update it. Well, good for you. This is Opinions and Beer. I'm your host, Adam. We have Ed Ray1416. Hello. Oh, Ed Ray. What an odd number to have at the end of your name, Mister Edray One Four One Six. What is what is One Four One Six? What's fourteen sixteen? Well, the One Four was uh, your social security number. No, the One Four <laughs> was for the year a character from a comic book that I created was born. His name was Ed Cools, and he was born in nineteen fourteen. So that's where the One Four part comes from. Now the One Six part comes from a pianist that I made from a comic book called Risper. His name was Ray Risberg, and he ended up doing his first piano concert in 1916. So if you were to conf- so now if you had Ed and then Ray, you had Ed Ray 1416. Holy crap. You used people to become somebody, didn't you? Mm-hmm. You you created someone and you became someone out of the people that you created. From the past hundred years or so. Man, that's insane. And actually that ties into today's episode and today's Beer of the Day. And today's Beer of the Day is brought to you by Eleven Below Brewing Company. It is a honey wheat entitled Be Someone. Get it? Be B E E, the an- <laughs> the bug, the bee, be someone, honey wheat, mo honey, mo problems, mo mo honey, mo problems. Flavor. This says uh, flavorful, refreshing, and brewed with plenty of Texas honey. This wheat ale goes down easy, no matter what mischief you're up to. Whether you're busy inspiring the whole city or just looking for inspiration, everyone can be someone. Be someone. Uh, this wheat ale is 6.9% in alcohol by volume with a 20 IBU. Wheat ales tend to be a little lower in alcohol, so this is a pretty. This may be a pretty nice. This may. This may be a really nice honey, honey beer, from Eleven Brewing Company. It has a nice Antifa member uh, spray paint. <laughs> I'm not sure he's Antifa, but he's just like. <laughs> but he's just spray painting walls and and he has a mask on <laughs> and, a, and a hoodie. And a, and a hat. And he looks menace, <laughs> menacing. He's a menacing cartoon B antique rioter. He's a rioter. Anyways, uh, Ed Ray, you're staring off into the into the distance there, the oblique distance. Are you seeing something odd? 
No. Okay, I didn't know if you were just spacing out. You're like, man, what an inspiring beer. What an inspiring beer. The answer to Antifa's fascism. Viva el Duce. Oh, my God. Anyways, let's crack this beer open. You know, uh, this beer is going to be a big... It's going to be a big thing with um, a couple episodes. We're going to start diving into history. Um, I want to dive into history in like kind of like a separate podcast, like a brand new one and like kind of like a special feature episode. But this is going to be kind of the introductory to the idea of the history podcast. And I'm going to um, I kind of want to speak on where we come from, you know, the past. A lot of people like to forget the past, but the past is important because the past, I mean, everyone is someone. You be someone by somebody else, you know, and I think it'd be, I think it'd be really fun to explore, explore some of the past history and life uh, from yesteryear. Uh, I'm pouring this beer right now. The head, it is, it is nicely carbonated. The head is uh, making me take its time. The carbonation is making me really go slow with pouring this beer. Because I got a weird... I have a weird cup. Wow, that carbonation looks so good. woo Look at that, Ed Ray. That, that, this looks so good. A little bit of the bubbly. Yes, it looks super bubbly. This beer looks super bubbly. Even Chris Jericho is jealous at you. It's pretty, it's pretty intense. Oh, did you see um, uh, Ric Flair's Ric Flair's return, kicking Christian in the nuts and letting um, Randy Orton get the punt, setting up a setting up a, a, a potential Extreme Rules match to retire Christian, Christian versus Randy Orton. I've heard about it. Are you intrigued or no? People are saying that this is some of Randy Orton's best work in the company. Yeah, but that's not, that alone is not enough for me to watch WWE again. You're hurting me. You're hurting me. A lot of people say that Bobby Lashley looked really good, but that finish and then Raw the next night kind of hurt him. Uh, but Bobby Lashley was fucking... People were like, wow, we're into Bobby Lashley again. So anyways, here's the beer of the day. We got Be Someone 6.9. I just sniffed it. just went into my nose. Oh, God. Smells of honey. Okay. <laughs> well, the honey... The honey is in the back there. The, the the honey notes are definitely in... What the freaking bugs? Goddamn bugs are attracted to honey. Oh, they are. Damn it. Oh, the bees don't come after me. <laughs> but, um... For a standard weed ale, it's okay. Honey, the honey is the honey is there. Uh, it in the after notes. I don't really get the honey. Um, immediately, like in other honey beers, it's not uh, the carbonation. Even though it's really like it's super bubbly. The carbonation doesn't really come through in the actual sipping of it. But it has like a nice crib. It, it, it does have like a 
like a mini crispiness to it in every sip. Woo! Honey beer, baby. I love me some honey beer. Um, it's 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 definitely better than an average wheat beer. Cause I'm I'm a sucker for these honey beers, but uh, but the lack of IBUs, which obviously it's at twenty, lack of um the lack of other things that I like in beer kind of sway my opinion. I'm trying to think of this objectively. Um, and, and with that being said, I think this is a solid 7.8 out of 10. Solid 7.8 out of 10. Like, I, I'd, I'd probably buy this again. Like, if it, was, if it was, like, if it was, like, there on the shelf, if it, if it was on the shelf and there's nothing real, really else, <laughs> it's, like, all a bunch of adjunct loggers and shit, it's, like, this would be perfect. Perfect and or if it was it was if it, if I went to a beer place and it was all wheat, all wheat ales, and this was on tap, I'd get this one over the other wheat ales. This it's a it's a good wheat ale. Okay, okay, Ed Ray, we're eight minutes into this episode. It's time to be somebody. Ed Ray, I've been doing a lot of. A lot of history searching. I'm not gonna. I don't want to dive too deep into, into everything, because some of it is way too complicated. Some of it, you start diving into conspiracies and whatnot. I want somebody. I want someone more of a oppositional force. I feel like I feel like you and I have very similar um, beliefs in history, and so uh, before I talk about some of that stuff, I would I would rather have. An oppositional force when it comes to um, periods such as like the the Civil War and things like that. Uh, I because I'm I'm after doing research, man. I'm I'm starting to lean very very conspiratorial. I'm a, I am like fucking super conspiracy right now when it comes to Civil War and altering of documents and altering of history. Are the un are the uh, are the fucking fake when you when you when you find out that like that fake news has been going on since Civil War that that is mind blowing that the that the mainstream media has been has been manipulating manipulating its news since the Civil War time. But that's conspiracy theory. I, I don't want to. I don't want to really dive into that this episode. I want to talk about being somebody. Where do we come from? I want to. I want to dive more into local history, and not. And when I say local history, I mean our history, the history of the Morgan clan. And I kind of want to. Maybe. Uh, yeah, that's what we're doing. So for those, for, those, for those that don't know, this show takes place in Vidor, Texas. Great, but the V Vider Texas, and uh, the Vider Texas, uh, created by King Vidor and Miller, uh, a Miller person who made a lumber mill, and they, uh, his son actually went off to direct the black and white part, the the intro or the uh, over the rainbow segment of Wizard of Oz, which is pretty crazy, has some. Crazy entertainment history right there. 
But Edward, I've been learning a lot, dude. Do you know how bad? Do you know how fucking? Do you know how much this country has been affected by Italians and the Italian mafia? Yep. You, you have any? No. What can I say? Do, well, what are your thoughts on the Italian? Do you have any uh, known history on the Italian mob? Yeah, they a lot. The bulk of them came here after Benito Mussolini ran the mafia out of Italy. Oh wait, what? Yeah, when he was the fascist dictator of Italy, he ran the mafia out of Sicily and other places in Italy. Mussolini. Yeah, Mussolini. Okay, so actually, so I haven't I haven't gotten that far yet in my in my in <coughs> in my history. I'm just now starting to put the pieces together of what the problem is in America. And, uh, woo! When did Mussolini take power? Was that the 20s? 1922, he became Prime Minister of Italy. He became Dictator of Italy officially in 1926. But, but, the, but the mob was already, they were already coming here. So was that well, well, in droves they were coming here, but the good bulk of them were still in Italy at the time. But it wasn't until after Mussolini became complete dictator of Italy, that was when he drove the mafia entirely out of Italy. Entirely, but, but they were coming here beforehand. And actually the mob was here. Um, let, me, let me pull they, up. The mob was here as early as the 1890s. Oh, okay. 1890s. I need to... I need to um, so in 1890, around 1890... See, I got 1890... Oh! Oh, 1890, the Wounded Knee Massacre occurred. Boom! Okay, so, here's what I'm getting at, Ed Ray. There's, like... There's so much weird stuff that happens, right? Um, the the first... The, the first um, sign of socialism comes... I think at the Haymarket Affair. Is that right? 1886. When did you say they? When did you say the mob came in? The mob. Oh, no, no, no. The mob came in. You said at um. Around the 1890s. 1890s. 1886. Haymarket Affair occurred. Um, that was the uh, one of the first instances of of socialism you know, entering America. It's kind of the idea of socialism started to enter America. Uh, when the Italians. But you know where Italians, you know, Italian, Rome, whoa, I'm about to blow motherfucking people's minds, guys. So, Ed Ray, if you trace back this world, Rome, man, Rome and the, and the last days of fucking Rome are the reason that today sucks. Dude, the fucking, Rome is still affecting people today. And they don't even know. Even though Rome fell. Even though Rome has fallen. It affects the world today. Well the Romans were the ones that were working with the Jews in Israel. To kill Jesus. Yeah. Yes. But. It's kind of complicated. The history the history of Rome is very. Very crazy. It's so crazy. When Rome split up. They formed. They essentially. A lot of them stayed. In what we know now is like Italy, right? They then, but they also created Spain and Portugal. Rome created Spain and Portugal. 
They also created Romania. Right. But Spain, Portugal, and Italy... And I'm going to throw in France in there. France, you didn't do shit. <laughs> but Spain... France for other reasons. France for, for a little other reasons. But the other three that Rome created... That, that Rome is kind of like... Well, not created, but Rome integrated into... Are the reasons for the majority of atrocities... That we still have to deal with in America. It blows my mind, dude. Dude, fucking... Um, so, I don't know how far we should go back... Or if we should stay in the 20s. Because I can go all the way back to freaking... Uh, 284. <laughs> but, 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 uh... uh I, I, let's, let's try to stay with, um... With our ancestry history. So, so recently we found out that our great-grandmother, who... So we originally thought that we were Cherokee. The reason we thought that is because our great-grandmother grew up on a Cherokee and or a different... On, we won't say Cherokee because we, we, we don't know the exact details. They could have just been... <laughs> they could have just said Cherokee because there was a large portion of that part of Oklahoma that was Cherokee, but I, I think it might have been the Seminoles. Uh, anyways, uh, our great-grandmother grew up in a rail car, in an abandoned rail car across from a Native American school. But then they, they, were, they were let into the tribe. They grew up, they were not Native Americans, but they were let into... They were homeless. They were homeless people. My great-grandmother was homeless. And then they started living and going to school with the Native American tribe. And it, it, that's why we, we grew up thinking that we were Native American. But we're actually, we come from this Italian lineage. Well, at least that, in that part of the family. Come from this Italian heritage. The Morgan name, the Morgan part, uh, comes from Wells and whatnot. And Wells has their own little demons. Not as bad. Wales has less demons than fucking Italy. But our ties, but our ties to Italy, we need to wash our fucking hands, man. Our ties to Italy and Rome, our ties to Rome, we need to wash our fucking hands. But the um Man, it's so crazy. So picture this, Ed Ray. War World War uh let me let me get back to here and let me get back to where we're at. Let me get back to, okay, Haymarket Riot, Wounded Knee Massacre, um, Oklahoma becomes a state. The, where the fuck is the, okay, there we are. Okay, so war, when World, World War I ended and the Spanish flu began in 1918, in 1920, the Italian mob is now pretty fucking big in America, right? In 1920. Uh, we have it. What the fuck? All these goddamn bees, man. Fucking attracted to my honey. This is what happens when you do a. I gotta throw my can. <laughs> That's what happens when you. <laughs> when you have a fucking honey beer. And you attract all these goddamn bees and wasps and crap. Anyways. Uh. World War One, Spanish flu. Do you know what happened in 1920, Ed Ray? Al Capone takes over the mafia. And what what do what do Italian socialist anarchists do? 
They kill. But what do they do in 1920? What's a, what's something that happened? It's one of the. It's like the first terrorist event in America. Saint Valentine's Day massacre. I don't know if that's considered. Anyways, uh, Italian anarchists bomb Wall Street. It's the bombing of Wall Street in 1920. It was, it was considered the first terrorist act in America. Uh, <laughs> so around this time, Italians are mass migrating, and like he just said, like Ed Ray just said. Mussolini is fucking kicking motherfuckers out. They're kicking the Italian mob out. They're kicking Italians out, right? So, yeah. So they're kicking these motherfuckers out, and they're coming in mass migrations throughout the early, throughout the late eight, uh, tens. I say twenties. The tens, I guess, is what you would call them. Um, they're coming in, in mass migrations. Now, guess, I mean, they're they're coming in through New York and whatnot, or all these all these ports. But guess where they have to go? They have to go to where land is free. They start hearing about land that's that's unoccupied, perhaps, or that uh, that is underdeveloped. So they start tra- they they start traveling west. They uh, they start traveling west uh, and southwest and whatnot, and they start they start integrating into that's right Indian territory and a lot of this Indian territory. It well it, it just became states. You know I mean. It, 1907, Oklahoma finally became a state in 1907. So, between 1907 and 1920, you hear that, oh, this is becoming a state. A lot of these Italians that are being pushed out of their land, a lot of these socialists, a socialist Italians that are being pushed off their land are fucking coming in droves and now they are starting to migrate westward and they're migrating to Indian territory. Uh, so, one of the biggest things that happened... And I think I think our grandma, I think our our side of the family, our great grandmother's side of the family was a part of those migrations. They had to have been for the I I assume for them to be homeless on the Indian reservation. But I I don't know how old she would have been uh, living there or what year that might have been. What year? What? How how old was um great grandma when she died? She was uh. I think she was three months away from being 80 years old. Oh, okay. Three months from being 80 years old. What year was that she died? 2002. Okay, so 2002. Uh, May 21st, 2002. So when was she born? She was born August 11th of 1922. 1922? Yeah. Yeah. Her fucking dude. Yes. So 1920, the Italian anarchists bomb Wall Street. Okay, there's mass migration. So th- it wasn't our great-grandmother, because obviously she was a baby or a child. She was a child living in Tulsa. But her parents and or their parents, probably her parents, her parents were a part of probably the worst... I don't know if they were a part of it, because they were homeless. So it's kind of weird. It's kind of weird, man. The fucking history is so weird. But anyways... One year later, think about the Italian mindset. The Italian mindset, the Italian socialist, socialism. They bomb Wall Street in 1920. 1921, they're migrating. They're over here in Tulsa, Oklahoma in 1921. An event takes place. An event takes place. So let's build up Tulsa, Oklahoma. 
So Tulsa, Oklahoma, um, they were super fucking wealthy around 1906. 1906, Tulsa, Oklahoma was super fucking wealthy. They were the new New York. They were the new New York. They had been, but they had been building um, since about fuck. When was that? Uh, 1830s. <laughs> so between the between like the late 1830s and in 1907, uh, which 1906 they were declared super rich. And one year later, Oklahoma becomes a state. There you go, America. Trying to cash in on your fucking chips. Anyways, but, uh, but, so for, from the 1800s, late 1830s, to, to 1907, Native Americans, here's the big thing, Native Americans own slaves. Specifically, the the Seminoles. Seminoles own slaves in Florida. When they were moved out of Florida, they went to Oklahoma, right? Indian Territory. The slaves of the Seminole tribe built a community that became Black Wall Street. Okay? Black Wall Street. Whenever the Italians started migrating and and living in these communities, the Italians, these socialist bastards... They would just fucking pick fights with people. They were starting wars and fights, and they were trying to run everything. They wanted to run everything. The fucking Italian mob, dude. The Italian mob. We just learned. You you learned that the Italian mob, the Italian mob integrated um, unions, dude. Uh, in t- in ten years time, in about ten years time. Not, well, nineteen thirty five is when labor unions get recognized, but but from ten years from when Italians are bombing shit and fucking causing destruction. They control the fucking workforce and are getting paid to do nothing. To do fucking nothing. That's what unions do. They do nothing and get paid for it. Man. But anyways, so Italian Italians they get mad about something, right? And they go to the they go to the the courthouse in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And they say we want this man lynched. Who happens to be a black man. Well, the Tulsa people, they are not fucking your average day individuals. The Tulsa, Tul- the Tulsa black community are Native American blacks. They're owned, they, they, they used to be owned by Native Americans. They were not owned by the white people. They're na- they were Native American slaves. And they built a strong, rich community in Tulsa, Oklahoma. They, they show up brandishing their second minimum rights saying hey y'all need to fuck off and let the court do its thing don't be lynching people let the court you know they were modern they were modest citizens the italian mafia or the, the italian socialists get pissed start a and they fucking destroy they destroy black wall street this event gets covered up until the 90s. The 90s. Socialists. Fucking socialist liberal ass bitches. Have been covering up their atrocities. And they have to get leaked. They've been covering up. They erase history. Socialists erase history. 
So they look good. They want to always look good. Like the good guys. Like, oh, we're fighting for the American worker. We're fighting for the people. We fight for social equality. But they're bastards. The fucking socialist Italian bastards. And it all comes from Rome. 284, 305. Dicelitian rules Rome and introduces socialism into Rome. And uh, socialism uh, fucking basically destroys Rome. Constantine, Constantine tries to fix it with feudalism, but fails because socialism has already damaged the marketplace uh, in ways that could not be repaired. Uh, fuck Ed Ray. I'm gonna give you the floor for uh, for a good bit because I've been talking for I've been talking for a long time. I just want to give you the floor and um, what are your thoughts on all this history and and what's your what have you seen that like why do people just gravitate towards this towards this Roman socialist ideology that has destroyed communities, destroyed lives, and how do they keep getting away with erasing history? I'm gonna let you take it away for about ten minutes. Good. Do a good run of it. Well, since Adam is getting all pissy about something that is just an appetizer to what the real deal is, and that's communism, because socialism, believe it or not, did pioneer communism. And uh, let's see, let's go back to when the mafia started migrating to America. You're right about a lot of things, you know. They started taking over New York with these uh, organizations like the uh, like the Lucianos, the Lucases the Gambinos, uh, it was just a whole, it was just a slew of messes in New York, and New York used to be a very civil city up until the uh, mafia started coming in, and many of these mob members were actually undocumented, just like the Mexicans are in modern times here in America, and when they started losing everything in New York, they decided to go, like you said, migrate westward to places like Chicago and St. Louis, and eventually to Tulsa, just as Oklahoma became a state in 1907. And eventually you, we started going to places like uh, places like New Mexico and Arizona, but Nevada, Las Vegas. Las Vegas was a Wild West town before the Mafia came in. And Las Vegas used to be a very wealthy place before it became a recognized city in 1911. And then came the Mafia in the, I want to say 1930s, because that is when the casinos started popping up in places. But they started having a real grip on Las Vegas in the 1940s when casinos started becoming mainstream over there. And as you know, casinos have been mainstream in New Jersey because it's not legal to gamble in New York. But they go to New Jersey to create their casinos then they take that concept with them and bring it all the way to Las Vegas. And that was where you had... That was where Las Vegas became basically the casino capital of the world. Because mob bosses would organize, but they couldn't go that far west without getting arrested. So what they did was, they would have mob bosses from Kansas City to Chicago to New York. Maybe even to... Maybe even to some places in Florida. But the mafia, the Italian mafia that migrated to Italy it was mainly because of, like you said, socialism. They wanted all the money, and they came up with innovative ways to take the money. They didn't want to constantly rob, so what they did was create a system that would rob people of their money without them having to report a whole lot of it 
and that's what they came, and what they came up with was was called skimming. Basically, all the profits get short counted into the counting rooms, and the mob bosses would take in those skims as a profit for their investment in the casinos. And that was how Teamsters unions ended up becoming so powerful that they would build casino after casino after casino in Las Vegas during their iron grip from the 1940s all the way up to the 1990s when Las Vegas became a different place afterward. After the 1990s, Las Vegas ended up becoming a very capitalistic city which was a little more family friendly than when it was during the mob days. I mean, when Italian socialism finally came to an end in the 1990s, that was when the advent of the internet came to be. And then 20 years later, people started discovering that fascism was the reason why the bulk of the mafia ended up leaving Italy in the 1920s and 1930s because they didn't want to listen to what Mussolini had to say and Mussolini was fed up with their robberies and they were also charging people outrageous sums of money for basic items and believe it or not when uh, people were living under mafia rule the rent was unbelievably high in Italy so high that prostitution was on the rise in Italy because women had to find a way to pay the rent because the rent was too high so when Mussolini caught wind of all this in Rome and Corleone and all the other places in Italy, he said, that's enough. And he started giving them ultimatums, telling them to do this or do that, or they leave the country or get arrested. And many mafia members did get arrested in prison, believe it or not. I mean, they got arrested. They went to prison for a lot of the crimes they did. Aside from robbing and murdering people, they were also... They were also arrested for price gouging, for encouraging prostitution, and of other and other stuff out there. And Mussolini did not want any of that during his reign as dictator in Italy. So basically, he said, get the hell out of my country or go to prison. So the mafia decided, hey, we're not going to take orders from you, Il Duce. We're just going to leave. <laughs> so that was why the bulk of the mafia during the 1920s and 1930s left Italy... They basically, they basically vanished from uh, Sicily and other parts of Italy just to come to America. And they saw tremendous profit in America compared to Italy. And that was why from the 1920s all the way up until 1939, Italy was actually a good place because Mussolini cleaned out a lot of the evil that was in the country at the time. But that, at the same time, that also allowed capitalists to see what was going on with Italy at the time. And instead of saying, no, we don't want you here, they let the Italians in because capitalists and Wall Street, they're stupid. Sometimes they don't know the difference between a socialist or a volunteerist or a fascist or whatever. All they do is see dollars and that is it. And basically anybody can see dollars, but... When, uh, when the capitalists wanted to make deals with the Italians, the Italians decided, like you said, to calculate their t plans to attack Wall Street. And that was why there was a brief recession in the early 20s before Wall Street boomed in the 1920s. And part of that boom was because some of the socialists 
one of the invest make investment deals with some of the capitalists on Wall Street. But then they decided once the money was being made, they decided to go in business for themselves. Wall Street, on the other hand, they couldn't handle it anymore. So they tried to separate. And that was when all these calculations were put into play from the Italian mob. And that was it. That was how the Great Depression started because they were in cahoots with the central banks after they made their money from Wall Street and started stealing from other people in other ways like credit. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, and just, just think, Vider, Vider basically become, gets a subdivision the same year that the Great Depression begins. Now, what was the purpose of the subdivision? Um, I think it was just the how, because I, I think it was starting to form. Um, they, they, I think the, I think the subdivision was created, uh, whenever the, the lumber mill moved northwards towards Lakeview. And the subdivision just kind of remained for people to live. You think it was under the influence of the Ku Klux Klan? Uh, no. <laughs> because Vider had a stronghold with the Ku Klux Klan for a good 60 years. Where? Everyone says that the Klan came from Cleveland and Bridge City, so you're wrong. But some of the members would visit Vider regularly, and some of the members, some of the members did move to Vider at some point during the 1960s and their influence in Vider was the reason why we had right, all these well, stupid laws like bars being outlawed, alcohol being outlawed until at some point south of the tracks on Highway 105 when they were allowed to have beer and liquor on that part. And once again, that's this is the fault. This is the fault of the Italian socialist communist. The Italian. You ready for this? You ready for this history lesson, Ed Ray? Go for it. All right. The year is 1943. Okay? Beaumont, Texas. 1943. The Union run by... Um, the Union run by the Italians are underpaying at the African-American worker. The African-American worker in Beaumont uh, made up 60% of the working population. Uh, so 30% of the pop 30% of the workers were making more than the African American people. So the African Americans protested wanting their wages to be of equal um, equal to the white people, right? The Italian mob the Italians that are underpaying black people, they try to pull literally, literally the same thing they did almost 10, was that 10 years ago? Let me look at this date again. Let's see, 1943, 1921, almost 20 years. They try to pull, they literally are pulling the same tactic they did 20 years ago. They have a woman, the Italian mafia have a woman say that she was sexually raped. She was raped by a black man. Whenever, uh, this was, and this was a way to stop the picketing. It was to stop the, <laughs> the workers from, um, what I say? What, what do workers do? When they, uh, when they picket, what's that called? What are you talking about? When when workers picket, 
the protest. The protest. Well, nah, not a protest. No, it's when they. Are you looking for a baseball terminology? Maybe strike. No. Yeah, there we go. Dumbass, he doesn't know what a strike is. <laughs> they go on strike. So to try to end the strike, they create this big old conflict. They have a woman accused, say that she was raped by a black man. So people in the town. So even though that the workforce in this plant only makes up thirty uh, percent of them are white, and that's like I think it's a couple hundred people. A thousand people, <laughs> thousand people, because they go and get the they go and get the town of Vider, and Vider comes over to Beaumont, and they go to find the man that oppo- supposedly raped this woman. They go to find him, to lynch him, and so they go. Apparently, they say, "Oh, well, he was arrested." So they go to all the jail cells. They can't find him. The woman cannot identify. The accused rapist. This sends this sends the rioters into a frenzy. And though and and though according to reports, according to the official report, I think only two people died that night. But this this started the Beaumont. It was the Beaumont, Texas race riot of 1943, where where basically the black community was once again well. They weren't devastated as as far as deaths go, but a lot of their homes, businesses, and streets were burned down, attacked. Um, uh, people who people who have stories of the event say that a lot of people died, but the official story, because like I, and I think this has a lot to do with the fact that these Italian socialists like to cover up stuff and make themselves look better. And they're always erasing history and modifying history to fit their needs. Uh, but but that that is when uh, in 1943 is when the sign, the infamous sign, went up after that after the Beaumont, Texas race white of uh, do not uh, is when Vider, Texas became known as a sundown town uh, due to the Italian mafia's lies, lies, and deception. Of the people of Vider, Texas, and that's probably when uh, the idea of the cake, the the clan, may have infiltrated uh, Vider's population. How crazy is that, Ed Ray? Is that history you didn't know? Well, I've heard about the race rights, but I didn't know what the cause was. There you go. There you go. Is it starting to click? Are you starting to see how? And you're starting to see it now, dude. You see it now. You're seeing it today. The socialists. Are making they use they use black people, they use black people, and they use the they use just spit it out these tactics is like these dirty these weird tactics of manipulating the public into thinking a certain way, you know they're the like that's why they go out and burn down buildings that's what they go out and destroy things to piss everybody else off, they go out and cause these damages and stuff. Well, it's been like that for quite a while. I mean, and it hasn't stopped since the Trayvon Martin incident. But people can't see through it. It's hard for people to see through it and that this is all manipulation by the Italian socialists. People, people are always wanting to push for social unity, but there will never be such thing as social unity as long as we live. It's impossible. Especially with these people that try to control the money. It's all the people that 
They want to control the money, and to control the money, you got to control the people, and to control the people, you have to cause chaos. Yeah, that's what the Rothschilds do, that's what the Italian socialists do, etc. It's just crazy, man. It's just insane. Insane! Man, we come from a crazy place. You know, the... So, I guess what I... I guess... I wonder how... I wonder how she... I wonder how great-grandma got here, though. I guess she met... I guess she met Grandpa. He was in the Navy. He came back from the war, probably. No, no, no. Yes. No, no, no. He was no, you, didn't, you did not read his gravesite. He was in the United States Army during the 1940s. And I suppose during his break from the Army, he ended up meeting her. Where, where did they meet, you think? Well, this be a tough one. I mean, he could have visited Oklahoma at one time during the 1940s and he met her, or he could have uh, met her somewhere in Texas or somewhere, maybe in the Midwest or somewhere in the West. Oh, wh where was our grandma born? Atlanta? See, our grandmother was born in Atlanta, Texas in 1943. So maybe they moved down to, like, maybe Texarkana or something. Maybe they met in Texar Texarkana. Texarkana is pretty close to Oklahoma. They could have met. Great, great grandma could have like started started moving south, maybe for school or something or work. She moves south, gets closer to Texas. They get there to Texarkana. Um, her and her and um, grandpa meet. Her and great grandpa meet, uh, and they settle down somewhere in Atlanta. Have our grandma. And eventually, in the 1950s, they came over to Beaumont. What? Well, remember, uh, her and her and Grandpa Bobby met through school. Grandpa Bobby, the Morgan side of the family, uh, traveling America, following the lumber mill. Lumber mill. We're following where the lumber goes. <laughs> we're following where the lumber goes, and that's why we're here today, man. Because of Italian, we, Ed Ray, me and you are living here in Vider, Texas. Thanks to Mussolini and the Lumber Company. Viva il Duce. <laughs> Thanks to Mussolini and the Lumber Company. <laughs> oh, God. And then I guess, why Lumber, you know, that makes sense, though. The Lumber Company, you track that back, you track that to trades and goods, and the Welsh, the Welsh had a big, had a big part in uh in trades and goods especially uh whenever the industrial age hit and they had a big they had a big uh part in um mines especially in cuba they had a bunch of cuba mines because they couldn't keep up with demand um crazy stuff man history is nuts history is nuts history is insane be somebody be somebody ed ray do you feel like you're somebody no. Gosh damn it, Ed Ray. I'm trying to give you some confidence. <laughs> I'm trying to amp you up. We got to be somebody now. We used to be somebody. People used to be people. Yeah, until they started having kids or going to jail. Going to jail. Having Just like you. Going to jail, having kids. Be some. I want to be somebody to carry on. I want to be somebody. <laughs> I just like history, man. I've been diving into history. I don't want to... Th I think this episode kind of is stringing on 
a little weird only because I'm trying to hold back on some of the history stuff because I want to go in order. I want to I want to like break it down in uh in a later sub in a sub show and in a definitely like a whole separate I'm almost completely separate from opinions of beer. I want to I want to go through a mini series of events of what led to where we are today. Um, shoot, this is. And, and I really want to share our opinion. I want to share our opinions of history. History is crazy. History is nuts. I like to share our opinions of history. And if you don't agree with our opinions on history, well, you're a dummy. But that's fine. Because all we have here are opinions and beer. We are opinions and beer. Oh, to the front.